On March 1, 2021, I read an article titled, Thomas Middleditch reportedly groped a queer woman who turned him down at a nightclub. And I thought, yeah, of course that happened. But then I read the article, and it was all about this satanic cult slash exclusive goth club located conveniently on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And all I could think was, who wrote this article? Barry the Lead Magazine? Boom! Roasted Jezebel. Play the noise. Boom roasted. I paid 45 US dollars for that. So, understandably, I was left with a lot of questions about this goth club. Like, is it a sex club? Is it actually satanic? Why is it located in the back of a fish and chips restaurant? I had so many questions about this and knew I was the only one neurotic enough to get the answers. So welcome. My name's Madison Sinclair. And this is a very special episode of Madison P.I. So according to the story, Thomas Middleditch was turned down by a woman. As a private investigator, I believe this happened because Thomas Middleditch has the sex appeal of a brain aneurysm. Boom roasted. Thomas Middleditch simultaneously has the energy of a little boy who's had too much candy and the adult man that locked him in his trunk. Roasted by Madison P.I. Now I'm not sure if Thomas is a middle child or an only child. All I know is he was 100% left in a hot car. Madison P.I. does it again. All right, enough about how unfuckable Thomas Middleditch is. I want to discuss the club itself. Cloak and Dagger, the exclusive satanic goth club where these allegations allegedly occurred. For context, the club is located in the back of Pig and Whistle, a British restaurant famous for tuna melt sandwiches and open mic comedy nights, Satan's favorite things. To get more information on the club, I sat down with a longtime member, Porn Jesus. What's up, dude? Nothing much, just investigating satanic sex clubs. Um... I meant to ask, is it, a, is it a sex club, by the way? Okay, so no, it is definitely not a sex club. Although one of their secret ritual things is just a burlesque show. Like, they had members-only burlesque shows they would do. But no sex. Definitely nobody. It was one of the least sexy places you could go to. Well, if they let Thomas in, I guess I could have figured that. Um, did you ever see him there? Thomas Middleditch? Yeah. So I met him there. I smoked a vape with him once. He seemed very timid. I don't know, just what I saw of him, he was like rarely on the dance floor and he was sort of just like a funny little mousy character. Do you think he thought it was a sex club? I'm sure they told him it was a sex club. My guess is he was under the impression it was. The place had a reputation for like way worse shit going on. So it wouldn't surprise me if he thought he could get away with something. There. How does one join an exclusive satanic goth, not a sex club, but sex stuff happens there club but the ways to get in that i was familiar with was you could be a satanist of note in los angeles like there were a number of like evil people that hung out there that were just members because they were in the satanic community or you could pay to get in if you were like a nerdy ass rich guy or a cute girl that they believed they could pressure into doing things and they would, like, take you into, like, a room and do, like, a magical ceremony that swore you to secrecy. They, like, get you while you're in the middle of dancing at the club. And they, like, pull you into the secret room. 
which is like the stock room at the pig and whistle because this whole thing's at the pig and whistle. Uh, and there's like a woman in a shroud and some candles and shit. And they like put you in a chair and there's a table in front of you. And on the table, there's like a fork and a rock and a seashell, I think something like some bullshit. Uh, and they're like, choose your weapon. They choose whatever, you know, you take one mm-hmm. and they say some bullshit to you. And then they're like, you must keep this a secret forever and don't take photos with people while you're here. Sounds like, like a theme park script almost. How believable was this? This was a real satanic ritual. Well, you had, when you do their thing, it's like, it's set up in a pretty like culty way. It looks like you're in like that movie, like skulls or something, right? When they do the, the initiation ritual. And I'm sure that would work on people who were of a low mind. For me, it really, it was like somebody showed me the behind the scenes DVD because they put me through the ritual first when I just met them. And I was like, Ooh, this is a fun, sexy club. And look at this fun ritual I just did with them. That makes me super, uh, you know, like VIP. And then the second time they put me through the ritual, I was real drunk. And when they started the ritual, I started saying things to them that were off their script and they couldn't adapt their script to communicate with me. They like only <laughs> did the thing again. They were like, they would say like three words. And I was like, are you ready? What is next? Uh, and like, I would just, I was trying to have a drunk conversation and laugh at them and they didn't do anything, but like the same DVD version of the, the initiation. It took me out of it so well as to like, oh, these are a bunch of clowns. I would be honestly very embarrassed if this happened to me. <laughs> I can't handle things like this. It's well. really embarrassing. There's like <laughs> a, but that's what this place was, was sort of like a center for uh, they're Satanists. Like, but they're really seriously into Satanism to the point where they're trying really hard. Do you think these people genuinely believe in Satan, or do you think they're just trying to be cool? Oh, no, they are definitely Satanists, like they, to a T. Uh, the people that would come on to Michael's show are the members of the Golden Dawn. Like The Golden Dawn is the old school Satanic cult of California. It started in England. In your opinion, do you think this place was a safe place for women? Oh, yeah, I mean, it's like, it was totally a men's club. The stories I'd heard from that place were that, like, you had to sleep with Adam, the DJ, if you wanted to, like, hang out there. And that he would, they would offer all sorts of, like, membership levels to girls if they would sleep with them. Or if they would sleep with him. I never heard anything about Patterson. How would you describe Adam to someone who has no idea who he is? So he's Adam Bravin. He was presented to me as Obama's DJ. All right, wait, Obama as a DJ? Apparently, Adam Bravin tells people he is Obama's DJ because he played like Obama's inauguration. All right, I'm probably going to edit that out because um, my grandmother loves QAnon, and I think she would lose her shit if she found that out. Uh, how did you get in contact with these people in the first place? I met all these people because I had a TV studio thing in East L.A. that catered to crazy people, and... a at a certain point, a number of the shows that were being made were being made by different L.A. Satanists. And the Cloak and Dagger people came through a Satanist named Lisa Derrick, who I met 
she was working on an art show. She started doing a uh, satanic how-to show called Sunday Night Babylon. And after a couple episodes, she brought on a producer, and that producer was the owner of Cloak & Dagger, Michael Patterson. And they would, like, throw in little things to promote the club. But, like, they would show, like, porn featuring Willem Dafoe. That was pretty weird. William Dafoe did porn? So he did satanic... He did some satanic ritual film <laughs> in 2017 that they premiered on Drumbox. I didn't know until, like, a month ago. I was looking at the old footage... And it's like Willem Dafoe with a girl in Shibari. Do you know what Shibari is? No. She's like Japanese ropes. She's like tied up, naked. There's like blood and shit and weird lighting. And he's just like, ah, ah. And like, it's some sort of, the directors were there on the, uh, the show when they presented this clip. And they were talking about how it was like a satanic ritual. Is this a movie I could just watch right now? This was some like five minute short that was just like Willem Dafoe naked girl, and weird shit going on. It sounds fucking nuts. And if you were anyone else, I don't know if I would believe you. But I just want people to know that I was there when you were shooting Sunday Night Babylon. I remember that phase where you had sa- you had a bunch of Satanist shows you were making. And I was making Two Goats in a Trench Coat, which if you guys haven't watched, it's a show where two goats are trying to find love and success in the big city. It was real dumb. But whenever I would come in uh, to shoot, I would have my goats with me. And the Satanists love them. They'd ask questions about them. I think they wanted to kill them. You know, Cloak and... The setting of two goats in a trench coat is Cloak and Dagger. you got to be fucking kidding me. You mean, like, the fake green screen background? That's actual Cloak and Dagger? That's the background. It's Cloak and Dagger. (laughs) It connects. Look at that. Thank God I'm so bad at green screen editing because if it was realistic, people would probably think I was at a Satanist club with a goat on a date. You are. You're on a date with a goat. That was at the time of my mass paranoia involving Satanism and goats. You like We didn't talk about this at the time because it's crazy. No, you not so subtly asked me if owning goats was like a satanist thing and i was like <laughs> no what are you talking about yeah i thought you were because you came out of nowhere you hit me up and you're like i want to do this show with these goats that i own and like that was around the same time a guy told me that he wanted to do chiropractic on a baby that he had <laughs> so like it was very scary at the time um so back to cloak and dagger Besides the fact that you couldn't tell anyone what happened there, was there any other weird rules that they had? You had to wear all black if you came. And this guy would stand out front and smoke a cigar. And, like, if you had... Sometimes I would bring people and they'd have, like, some white on their shoe. And he had, like, a thing of masking tape and he would make you put tape on your shoe. The more you tell me about this place, the happier I am that it's been exposed. How did you feel when you found out it was canceled? Before all this broke, like about a month ago, uh, I was telling people that I was starting to understand the ritualistic rape culture of Cloak and Dagger because I knew a number of people who had been drugged and claimed to have been raped at Cloak and Dagger or drugged at Cloak and then raped after Cloak. Um, And it was so obvious from their culture 
that they were making everything a secret when you were there and you weren't allowed to like tell people you were a member of the club. And it, it sets people up psychologically to not report when they're being abused. And now all of this is coming out. It's like exactly what I thought it was, which is, you know, just creepy dudes trying to rape you. So you think they were threatening Satanism to like stop women from speaking out? Yeah, dude. I think that they were using it with the aim of sexually abusing people and psychologically abusing people. I mean, and that's like they have like a curse on you. That's what their way of doing it was, right? They're like, you're not legally obligated to not tell anyone, but if you do, we're going to put the sheeny curse on you. You're going to have bad luck. And that's like, that works on people in LA. People in LA are pretty stupid. Like it, and they're convinced by supernatural shit. A lot of them are very easily convinced by supernatural things. See, I want to make fun of them, but part of me is legitimately afraid I'm going to get hexed when this podcast comes out. Um, did they teach you any magic or spells while you were there? Uh, one of the higher members that had a show with Drumbox 2, who I met through Lisa, was named Arden Lee. Arden Lee, if you look her up, she was involved, I think, in a cult in New York that was like a sex worker cult, seduction artist person. And she was taught by this douchebag seduction guy. Uh, so she had a show at Drumbox. And remember that 40 camera uh, rig we had? Yeah, I think it was awesome. I was talking to her after one of her shows and she's like, that thing's great. How long do you get to keep it for? I was like, oh, I don't know. Uh, it's on loan. And she goes, well, what you should do is you should get some of your semen or your blood on it, and then you'll be able to manifest keeping it. She wants you to come on your camera. She wants me to, right, she wanted me to come on someone else's camera. <laughs> That's not appropriate behavior. someone's nice enough to let you bars. <laughs> yeah, dude. So this guy was a good guy. He didn't he didn't think anybody would get any blood or cum <laughs> on his nice equipment. But she was very specific as to like some of your cum or some of your blood. After that moment, I don't know how you kept doing drone shows with these people. I'd be afraid they they were just secretly getting cum and blood all over my whole studio. Yes. Absolutely. So you have to wonder if they were irresponsible people and they believed in this stuff, what were they doing? Do you have any idea how these people were drugging the women that went there? I don't, they had a, a drink of wine that they shared. Remember that? I went there and drank some sort of communion at one point. So do you believe you were ever drugged while you were there? I was offered a snortsky of something that didn't look right once by a guy that was a fan of mine. So, yes. Um, one last question. Do you think Thomas Middleditch is a Satanist? No, I do not think Middleditch is a Satanist. I think he's a squirrely little weird dude. And he probably thought, oh, this is, a, this is going to be a place of nothing but just big titty, hot goth women. There were hot people. women there. Yeah, there were hot women there all the time. I mean, they weren't talking to Thomas Middleditch. I, I saw that guy around. Nobody, he was... Like, in and out like the wind. He didn't start coming until after it become Nerd Club. Like, mm -hmm. when I first started going there, it was new 
underground Satanist club and they were doing like more ritualistic magic stuff. At a certain point, they started charging people for money and recruiting like nerds to come in. And the place got like visibly balder at a certain point. So basically, I mean, Thomas Middleditch, he might have his problems. I don't know. But the real issue here with Cloak and Dagger specifically is the ownership. Yeah, it's like, dude, I made fun of the Cloak and Dagger on a podcast maybe two years ago because of how little respect I had for these people. Like, I was always hoping this would happen. Because of how inappropriate he was with, like, everyone that worked there? Every single one, dude. There was, like, the stories about Adam were pretty, like, common. I've met a number of people that are just like, oh, yeah, Adam and his photo shoots. That's a common joke. So he was one of those guys that would tell you who's going to take your picture and then pressure you to take off all your clothes. Yes, exactly. That. After this bombshell interview, I decided to reach out to Pig and Whistle directly. I was pretty concerned immediately because the way they say Pig and Whistle, it sounds like Peg and Whistle when you call. See if you can hear it. Thank you for calling the Pig and Whistle. Spooky, but since I'm a true private investigator slash white woman, I stayed in the phone to speak to the manager. Second, what's on? May I help you? Hey, I was just calling. Do you guys still have, like, a Satanist club? A what, I'm sorry? A Satanist club? No, I'm sorry. Did they Did they close it? Uh, they used our venue. That was, it was a, you know, it was a separate thing. Okay, so it's... So it's, I don't know what they're doing now. But okay. We're, we're only open for a bit, for restaurants. For restaurants, so, no, so no Satan worship is allowed. <laughs> no, no, I don't, that really wasn't what it was. But yeah, we don't, we don't have cloak and dagger anymore. Okay. Well, just real quick, can I order a tuna melt? And that's why I always get my sandwiches from the Jews. Guys, thank you so much for listening. This was such a bombshell episode. Um, If you have a mystery that needs to be solved, don't be afraid to call 424-272-1364. I'll solve it for free, but won't necessarily do it to the best of my ability. Signing off, this is Madison Sinclair. Thomas Middleditch is a creep. If this podcast hasn't convinced you, I hope my beautiful, smooth, silky voice will. Thomas Middleditch forced his wife into an open marriage and once called T.J. Miller's accusation scary. What are you hiding, Thomas? Madison P.I. does it again.